Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I am Dax Holt, straight out of L.A. Mr. Adam Glenn is on the other side of the line, straight out of New York. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, buddy. We got both coasts covered. You know, we have, I have New York covered. You got the West Coast covered. It's pretty cool. Covered from our houses. <laughs> yeah. That we can't leave. Yeah. So not really, <laughs> sort of the coast, but not really the coast. Yeah, we're quarantined, you know? But it's not, I mean, I'm, New York City is probably the worst place to be with everything quarantined. But I'm curious, like, how people all over the world are doing with the quarantine. So, like, it's. So that's. That's the thing. I think you think like so. Obviously, you guys have a lot of sickness and a, a lot of death that's going on there, but you can still leave your house, right? Like essentially, you can leave your house. You can do your walks around Central Park. There's other people that literally can't leave their house, or they're going to be beaten. Yes, I, I, I've beaten. seen the videos online. They're pretty insane. That's why I'm excited for today's podcast. I'm stoked. I, I'm really excited for this girl. Number one, she lives in India, and so I'm curious to see what it is like for her on her daily life of being, you know, on in a country during a pandemic. But number two, she's had a fascinating career, starting off in the adult industry, then transitioning to Bollywood and becoming a huge star. Huge. Then, um, yeah, I'm talking like massive star over there then uh becoming uh, you know a, an owner of a cosmetics company and a fragrance company a brand she's just kind of done it all so uh let's welcome sunny leone to the program hello sunny how are you hi everyone i'm good thank you how are you well, we're good sunny, it's i'm so i have so many questions for you because obviously you're you you kind of been in America, you've done the American stardom's fame, but now you're in India and you're killing it in Bollywood. So, and I'm so curious about Bollywood. You hear a lot about it, you know, so I'm curious about educating us. But in the meantime, I've been quarantined and I've been catching up. You've been kind of busy during your quarantine. You've been doing a show that's really been a lot of people have been talking about, Locked Up With Sunny. It's on your IG Live. Tell me about that. Um, It's something, uh, so my husband and I were speaking one night and we're like, all right, so how are we going to pay our employees? Like, do we pay them? Do we do pay cuts? Or, you know, he was like totally distraught on what are we going to do? And while I was sitting on the bike, I said, why don't we just start an Instagram, like social media show. And if for any reason we get any sponsors or anything, or maybe it'll add up to something later when the lockup is done. Um, and so then it, kind of put a fire under everybody's behind and got them working again and excited. So it wasn't just, you know, me starting something just for the heck of it. It was also kind of getting our entire team um, motivated to work again, to do something because we're all stuck at home. Um, when you guys say quarantine, I was listening. Um, that is not quarantine. <laughs> That is not. It's You're different right. quarantine here in America than India, you right? Like Disneyland quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like fully locked down, right? I have been in my house for one month straight. Uh, that means I have not left my building um, and, you know, the compound that we live in at all. So what, what happens if the authorities see you out? What, what happens in India? Uh, I haven't been outside, but the videos that I I have seen, they're violent and uh, people are beaten and they are shoved and pushed and all sorts of crazy things happen outside. Some funny videos are out there from like the small towns, but a lot of it is violence and it's sad and it's scary because, you know, they're doing their job, but they don't have any other. It's not the same as America. When a policeman comes up to you, most people go, oh, OK, I am going to stop what I'm doing for the most part. But do you think maybe that's why the infection rate is lower in India than, let's say, America, where 
we've got, you know, almost, a, what is it, like 700,000 cases now? Yeah, so my husband, well, I talk about this a lot, which is um, the whole idea of an American's right being taken away from them. And it's more like, how dare you take away my rights as American? Where here, there's no choice. You don't, there is no choice. You have to stay indoors. And even though it's a democracy, um, there are so many people here that if it, got out the same way as America, I mean, I couldn't even imagine yeah. what would be happening here. So that sort of lockdown needed to, needs to be done. It is being done. Today was a really difficult day for India, uh, for a lot of people, because they continued the lockdown, but then they uh, told all essential that you can only be open one day a week which has sent panic all over India. And it's really sad because there's people fighting for their lives to feed their children and a lot of um, workers, migrant workers trying to get home. They can't, they're stuck. They're stuck in, in groups of like thousands and thousands of people. And uh, you know, they're being beaten, they are being yelled at, they're being pushed, shoved, they have no food. So I feel very fortunate, but they are not in good shape. Wow. Is your sleep all messed up? Like my sleep is terrible because I, I have so much energy because I'm not moving around as much. Is your sleep messed up with all this? Absolutely not. <laughs> I am exhausted no way. my day. I have three small children, uh, two twin boys, two years old and a four year old. So um, I our day starts at six thirty seven in the morning until about eight, eight fifteen at night when they go to bed. So it is nonstop. And then I had this great idea that I should do this chat and not relax like everybody else in the entire world. <laughs> well, we appreciate the extra time. <laughs> now, are, have you been No, not this one. I meant, I meant locked, up, locked up with Sunny. Oh, oh, oh. well, that too. Are you- So uh, that took away the only nap time, which was my quiet time, away. But it, I get to see my fans and talk to them, so it's- it's great. Have you become a, a homeschool mom like uh, a lot of the world? Absolutely. Well, my husband does a lot of the homeschooling for um, our four-year-old. And then I do all the try to do the homeschooling with the boys, which is next to impossible because they're crazy. Yep. <laughs> I can imagine. That's a lot of pent-up energy inside a place during this uh well, um, by the way, how uh, I, I want to know with uh, with locked up with Sunny, are people are there any production companies that have actually hit you up at this point to say, hey, when we're out of quarantine or we're out of lockdown, we want to like make this into something bigger? I'm so curious. Um, we have had uh, some people come to us, either radio or production houses, but we have no idea where <laughs> this is going to go. I'd like to go back to doing some of the other things I used to do for work. Um, even though seeing all my friends is great. What is nice about the show is, is it's no pressure and it's just being goofy and silly and really, really probably irritating to some people. But, um, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> But do you think that it could survive on like IG, but with a bigger sponsor or something like that, where you just blow it up on IG, keep it in your house? Because I think people are liking just the atmosphere. It's something different. It's something new. Yeah. So I think that with the numbers that we're reaching um, on a daily or weekly, that it's definitely something that one of these social media platforms will um, be interested in either making it a constant thing, um, or maybe turning it into something bigger. So it really just, it really just matters when this all ends, what happens and what people, what numbers we can produce. Because as you know, in podcasts or anything on social media, it's all just about numbers. And, um, if they're big, then people will be interested. I hear you. Well, listen, you are not an Indian native. Well, you're Indian, but you're not. You weren't. You didn't grow up in India. How long have you been there now? Nine years. Nine years. And when was the last time you were? How did that happen? <laughs> like I didn't wake up one day and said, "Okay, I want to go live in India for the rest of my life." That wasn't. That wasn't what I was thinking in my head. But it just. It's happening. It's nine years now. 
And when, so, and when was the last time you were in America? It's been over a year. I was supposed to go back, and I don't even know when I'm going to get to go. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So are you, are you... smell of the sunshine, trees, green ones, blue sky. <laughs> I don't blame you. the street, and it's clean and beautiful. Everybody's dressed nicely. Look how well you two are groomed. Uh, and this is after a month of sitting in our houses with no haircuts. Yeah. Well, listen, you, you know, when you were in high school, when you were a young girl, what did you want to be? Like, now you're an actress, but what were you thinking that you wanted to do with your life when you were in high school? What was your vision? I, I always wanted to work with children. Um, I, I wanted to be a pediatric nurse. And um, that, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but I do have a, like a, learn, a children's learning center here now. Um, which is really nice where we do art and we do different, um, different classes for children on an hourly basis, which is really nice. It's like going to, um, like if you were going to go to an exercise class, it's every hour is something different. So we do everything from art to story times, um, music classes to all sorts, all sorts of stuff. That's cool. It's, it's weird because I'm actually a certified teacher as well, as, but my career turned very differently as well. And so did you. So then how did you get in, from you wanting to be work with children, then how did you become a model and start working with, you know, adult films? How did that transition happen? Uh, it just happened. Um, I was 19. I met an agent and um, and I went from one shoot and then it just, you know, kept going, um, kept growing. So it was, it's a, I guess it's a pretty simple formula of once something starts and you just keep going because you either get addicted to, you know, uh, the industry or the money or the work itself, um, just depending on what it is. And it just grew from there. So it wasn't something that was planned, but, uh, it happened. Yeah, and did you, you know, when you look back, were you happy with your time there? Like, I know some people have different um, histories with it. When you look back, are you grateful for the experience? Because, I mean, you are a huge star today. So what's your what was your experience like? Um, you know, I, I am, feel very fortunate that I worked with some of the best of the best companies, with the nicest people. Um, I was never taken advantage of or forced to do something that I didn't want to. Um, so in that way, I really don't have anything bad to say about the industry. I don't have anything bad to say about people or, you know, some of the things that I did or people I worked with or the path that I was on. So I don't really have any horror stories that some people do. And it really did shape how I've ended up here because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been called to do a show, uh, like the, it was called big brother in America, but in the, in India, it's called big boss. Um, so I wouldn't have been called to be on that show. And because I was called to be on that show, it all, it all started there. The second that I stepped foot into that house is the second that my whole world changed. It's, it's yeah, but I think that's the really cool part about you is that you're, you're honest about it. You, you know, you own it. And I feel like some people could shy away from it, but you know, especially you being in another country, you kind of own it and you have to, sympathize with someone who's just honest about their past but not hide from it and you're killing it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there, there's so many people that do try to erase their past and i think that's what we appreciate when we talk to someone that you know sits there and goes yeah that's that is that's my career that's that's where i've been because i mean living in hollywood so many people we get on these podcasts and they're like just don't mention this or don't talk about this and you're like but that's that's your life. How do you not mention stuff like that? And I think it's really respectable. And I think the other part of it is I go, not a lot of people have been able to make a transition to mainstream like you have, like, and make it such a big career for yourself on the other side. And I and I think that's really really cool, really cool. Thank you, thank you. It's really it's been an amazing journey, and I think that part of that journey being great is the fact that. It's just about honesty and saying, yeah, this is what I've done and it's done and now we're moving on. We're all growing in a different direction and, you know, leaving it at that. I think when people start to hide or 
um, not want to talk about things is when other people become even more curious. So it's kind of like here in India, nobody wants to talk about sex. But if everybody talked about sex, then it wouldn't be a big deal anymore. Um, It's, you know, it's just the way that, you know, the brain functions. If we just talk about it, then it's over and then they move on to their next, you know, subject when you're talking about journalists and people. But you've gotten a lot of pushback in India, right? Because of your past. Is that accurate? Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of crazy things that have happened and a lot of, um, it's a struggle. And, And that is the nicest word I could use is that it's a struggle and trying to get places, trying to get people to accept you, going to different countries um is also a huge struggle uh, because of where india is and very very difficult and even now some things are very difficult for us to do so i think between myself and my husband daniel we've said all right if this path is not going to open then we just open it up ourselves and let's that's where the cosmetic line came from. That's where the fragrance line came from. That's where having our own production house came from. And, you know, uh, our learning center for children, it was just a, it's just a passion project. Um, but the rest of it is opening up the market when everybody else says no. And that's, that's the option that is left. So that's what we've done. Does, does the, does the I, I don't I want to say I don't want to say country, but the, the people do they look the same way at like someone like a Kim Kardashian or a Paris, where clearly they've made a, a whole new career for them? Do they also judge them the same way? Um, do what think, do you mean? Well, just because I feel like they've had a past, you know, with tapes and stuff out, and I'm just curious, do you feel that they get judged as hard as someone like yourself in in India? I think because I'm in their face almost every day, it's a, it's a little bit different. And, you know, I do believe that the whole Kardashian family is a circle and entity of itself that could probably never be replicated again in life. Um, but if, let's say, she wanted to make a Disney film, would she be able to do that? Maybe. Maybe not. I would say maybe not, but maybe it's a very slim chance. And that's what a lot of this is. It's like Disneyland and Disneyland characters. And when you talk about somebody who's, you know, uh, what is, what's a good one? Like not Pixar, but you know, the other side of Pixar that's naughty, it's not always acceptable. Is there a slight chance that I could work in certain films with certain people? Probably, but, um, the likelihood is probably but not. But isn't that funny? Because I look at it and go, but why not? If you're talented at your craft, what does it matter? That's what I That's what I don't understand. What does it matter? If you're good at what you do, who cares what you've done? Well, a lot of people are intimidated, not maybe by me when they meet me, but they're intimidated by the name. So, um, you know, it just depends on whether the co-star or the people around that are working that want to deal with it. One of the, um, a TV show that I did that did very well digitally, the owner of that company said, I don't want to do another season because that's all people are talking about is her show. And they're not talking about me. (laughs) And they're not me questions. See, that's the thing I think it's so good because here's a girl that comes in. She's pretty. She's smart. She knows what she's doing. She's very business savvy. So you add an extra edge to it, which kind of opens up people. People need to kind of exp- – you know, me and Dax know PR. We know kind of stuff that makes news. And what you're kind of doing is like, hey, here's this interesting kind of person coming into the mix that changes stuff up, mixes the culture up, and has people talking. So I feel like you're actually better for business than some of the regular people that they usually work with. Well, if all the people here had that common sense like you do, then I would be doing so much more. I I think controversy does well. Like what I've learned through my years of Hollywood is people that are polarizing, people that 50% love and 50% hate, those are the most interesting people out there. Those are the ones that stir up and get the ratings. And so... Howard Stern syndrome. 
yeah. here. Except not a lot of people know who Howard Stern is. A lot more people hated him than liked him, watched the show more that, you know, the people that hated him watched longer than the people that liked him. Absolutely. It's kind of like that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> they love me and hate me all the same. But that's, I mean, and that is exactly Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton. People love to hate them, which has pushed them to be some of the most famous people in the entire world and most successful people in the entire world. And I don't understand why people don't realize that. Like you get stuck with, oh, I'm, we're going to have advertisers pull out. Okay, well, you'll have two advertisers pull out and six pull in because you've got the numbers. It, makes, been the str- it yeah. makes sense, but it just doesn't work like that. Even in even in Hollywood, I don't think that it, you know you know a lot of that stuff works. It's still a very closed society. It's a it's a fraternity that's very very closed. It's true. And all those directors, even there, this is all over the world. Even there, it's they hire the same people every single time. They work with the same people. An outsider that is going to stir the pot and like cause issues when they think that they have their formula so figured out is just a pain in the ass. Sorry for my language. No, it's fine. <laughs> you can say all the cuss words you need. It's, a, it's all good on our yeah. podcast. <laughs> so you, you were an adult film star. Now you're in Bollywood, okay? For listeners that are listening that don't really know what Bollywood is, how would you explain Bollywood? It's an industry where I think a lot more films get made here in India than anywhere in the world. Um, you know, any country itself. Um, there are many different languages here. So Bollywood basically, for the rest of the world, Bollywood gets categorized all in one, even though there are many different languages and many, like there's Bollywood, then there's Tollywood. Like what is Tollywood? <laughs> you know, and then there's all sorts of other um, films that get made. Every film has many songs. Every film has dance numbers. Nobody's actually singing them and dancing. Everything is lip sync, which is great for so me because like I can't sing. A bunch of Disney movies. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, I think I think that a lot of filmmakers have um, changed, you know, what subjects that they want to speak about. But um, subjects here that are taboo are definitely not taboo in, in the U S and, um, it's, it's like, I don't know. Do you guys know what kachamalache is? <laughs> it's, or like goulash. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a pot where you put so many different things in and you cook it all up. Okay. Some things you like, some things you don't, but it's, it's like an American dish that we or potluck, you know, where you have like, yeah, sure. Put in. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's a stew. Okay, just a mixing pot of everything. Bollywood film is usually about, it's a stew of everything. It has action, and then all of a sudden it has horror, then it has comedy with it. Then you have your five or six songs in every single film, and people love it. And they love it so much, it's watched in many, many different countries all over the world because it's an escape of the reality of what they live in. The rest of the world does not live like America at all, not even close. So Bollywood is their way to enjoy and have music and watch it with their families. And it is so much fun for an entire family to go watch some of their favorite actors or actresses on film. And people here idolize um, their Bollywood stars. They love their Bollywood stars more than... The news, they would watch a Bollywood film or a song over watching the news or over being concerned uh, about what's happening in the country. Their entire neighborhood could be going down the tubes, but if a Bollywood film's on that's their favorite actor, they wouldn't care. They'd watch it. And they're so dedicated and it's like the most amazing fan base ever. Uh, you'll never ever see the amount of love that people get here um, is it's unbelievable it's like when you watch you know one of your favorite singers in Japan or China or you watch them in some of the countries 
that's not very uh, westernized and you see how crazy they go and you're like, wow, this is amazing. What am I watching? It's like that, but it's like that here too. So if like Brad Pitt and a huge Bollywood star walk down the street, the Bollywood star way more famous? Yeah, like Brad Pitt would be free. He would feel great, maybe. Because nobody would bother him. That actually is amazing. Like, because I just feel like someone like him can't go anywhere in the world. But that's that's really cool. I think if Brad Pitt walked down the street, I would I would go crazy. Um, <laughs> but I think if he walked down the street and let's say a Shah Rukh Khan or a Salman Khan or Amitabh Bachchan or um, you know. You know, Katrina Kaff or some of these really, really famous Hollywood actors and actresses. Um, you know, Brad Pitt would be sidelined for sure. Wow. <laughs> Is there paparazzi in Bollywood? Yes. A lot of, Every- I didn't, uh, everywhere. But, yeah, everywhere. Um, but it, I believe that it's become more of a thing over the last three, four years um, than... Uh, you know, like it is in the U.S. that's been going on forever. And the paparazzi here, I think, is, you know, they run more on the lines that everybody is cohesively works together, you know, instead of the paparazzi maybe there that is maybe everywhere and, um, you know, people complain about it. We're here every, they are very respectful. Like if I say, okay, guys, it's enough. You know, my children don't want to be photographed. She's in a bad mood. They're crying. Something like anything I could say. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's really good. Do you, do you know if, like, here in America, a lot of celebs will also call the paparazzi and say, hey, I'm going to go here. Can you come take my photo? Because it's a good press opportunity. Do they do that a lot in India as well? A lot. And a lot of, um, I'm sorry? Yeah, so then the publicist usually um, makes that phone call. Or uh, I I haven't done this, but um, I've heard that a lot of these um, camera guys are on salary by the artists themselves, and they say, you're going to photograph me everywhere I go and, you know, send it out. I think it's it's smart. I think it's great to use. And I I don't want to say use as a a bad terminology, but I think it's great because the, obviously, there's such a give-and-take relationship with paparazzi and celebs. The paparazzi keep them, you know, I, relevant in the newspapers, on the magazines, in, you know, everywhere. And I think that it's it just it's a good relationship to have with these celebs and paparazzi, honestly. Yeah. yeah and the I, ones, they're pretty nice, so. And it's actually interesting uh, that the actors are aware that it's mutually beneficial, like we're working together. Whereas I feel like sometimes in the States... Some of these people don't see it that way, but you guys understand it's an industry that you guys kind of work together. Um, but uh, when did you, well, when did you start? Very, yeah, very very small industry. Um, I one one person I was working with a long time ago said it's a collective of maybe a hundred artists, maybe total, and you know all those same people work all the time and there's lots of people that strive to do a lot of work but those same people all work together and the same thing goes with the paparazzi yeah when did you start to realize your popularity in india was it just after you did big boss or when did you realize like hey i have to move here because we could actually really have a legit kind of trans you know i could really have a, a a career here after my adult film career um we didn't we didn't think that I would, we would be here for the last nine years. Um, we kind of just took it as it was, it was coming um, when we first got here. And uh, there was a filmmaker that came that I sat with in the beginning, and he said, you got to make a choice. You have to either be here or be there, but you cannot be in both places. It will not work. Um, India is one of those places that if you wish to be successful – or work, you have to be on the ground. You cannot travel back and forth. It does. It just doesn't work um, because people here are, you know, not a Skype call. They're not a phone call or email type of culture. They're a, let's let's sit down and I will meet you in person and we will work this deal out. So it 
it just doesn't work any other way. So then we said, all right, we were living in hotels um, maybe for a year almost. Like every single nice hotel in this area we've lived in for weeks or months at a time. And then finally I've had this conversation with this man and I was like, oh, I think he's right. I think we should make a choice. And then, then the apartment came, then the cars came, then the staff came, then, you know, the rest is history. And then did you speak Hindi before or is this something you've, you've learned or what? I understood it. Um, and I understood Punjabi and Hindi, uh, just as it's so easy to be in a culture in the U S where you never need to speak any other language. There's no need for it. Everybody's all speaking English. So, um, I understood most of it. I just didn't have that practice of speaking. And I still have, I think, an American accent when I speak in Hindi. And people are still making fun of me, but it's okay. I'm totally fine with it. Um, and so I had to spend a lot of time learning how to speak properly. How was Daniel's transition? He's great. You know, he's a white boy from Brooklyn and he fits in just perfectly. And he, I think, is more Indian than I am. <laughs> and, you know, it's great. That's awesome. I love it. He loves he loved to stay here, so, which, is, which is awesome. I, I love the story of how you and your husband met. Like, does Paulie Shore kick himself in the ass that he screwed up? <laughs> I, have, I have no well, idea. Yeah, tell us the story again, because people, people aren't going to know that story. Tell us the story of how you and your husband met. Oh, um, I, we were at AVN, which is in Las Vegas, uh, which is the adult show that goes on every single year. And um, I was newly single. I went to go see a friend um, perform. Tara Patrick's husband was performing. And Daniel was also uh, her. The husband, Tara, was performing. Sorry. And I was meeting them to say hi. And Daniel came out. Polly Shore was supposed to meet me and, I don't know, take me on a date or, I don't know, get a drink, something. And he ditched me. Daniel was there. And um, then Daniel stalked my number from somebody and then started emailing me. Thank God he didn't call because I would have thought he was a psycho because um, I didn't give him my number. And he thought I was a lesbian because I was with my best friend um, who is not straight. And, you know, he thought we were a couple, but we weren't. And, you know, and he started pursuing That's me. awesome. I, you know, fun fact, I used to be actually really good friends with Tara and uh, Evan <laughs> back in the day. Uh, through TMZ when we were, they used to be really good friends. That's so funny. Yeah. So um, Evan and Daniel were playing together. Ah, gotcha. That's so, yeah. I met them a long, long time ago. They were wonderful, wonderful people. Anyway, that's in the past. <laughs> so what's the key to keeping a successful relationship? Obviously, you know, he had to take a lot you know, he moved his life for you and stuff, but you guys are now, you know, both in the public eye, especially in India. Everything's kind of magnetized. How is it for you? Uh, how, how? What's the key to keeping a successful relationship for you guys? I'm the wife and I'm right. It's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, men. That is the answer to a successful marriage. Trust me. Yes, sweetheart. You are right. Um, no, but I'm usually the, the one that starts a lot of the fights, but he has a lot of patience and I think trust goes a long way and communication and, you know, respect. I think when you first get with somebody, there's a lot of things you do in your that you didn't have somebody else a part of. And then finally someone's like, that's not normal. Why are you? doing that that was him saying that to me all the time um because the world that i lived in and as time goes by i think if you are going to be with somebody you marry your best friend and marry somebody that you can be friends with and be with and laugh with and you know respect yeah absolutely absolutely i don't know a lot of patience and lots of glasses of wine <laughs> i hear you on that one too Hey, by the way, I wanted to know with uh, with your career, are you still? Do you have to audition 
or are you at a point where you're beyond auditioning and people know who you are and know the success that could come with having you as a part of the project? Yeah, that's, that's correct. B is correct. Um, I think I've auditioned once here and, um, yeah, I know because it's all about the name. It's all what's going to sell tickets. That's awesome. I auditioned once. I didn't get that part and I worked really hard on it because I thought, okay, I'm going to actually audition. So I should do this right. I hired my coach. I said, all right, coach, you're going to be with me for the next week. I was working nonstop, like 12 hour days. And I really wanted this role and I got the role, but they didn't want to pay for my ticket. Mm -hmm. They didn't. I'm sorry if I'm going to sound really bougie right now, but they didn't want to book uh, me a proper airline ticket, so I would have to fly economy. I'm sorry, <laughs> it sounds bad. Um, um, so there were so many things, and then they didn't want to pay anything. So I was like, so I don't get staff. I don't get. I I don't get a proper ticket. You're telling me that I have to pay for weird things like my hotel room and like all sorts of stuff. So why did I just spend more than the plane ticket, more than everything on a coach who was training me all week, who's <laughs> super expensive? Like, it's insane. The coach is like two, $300 an hour. That's an Indian money. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> wow. That, sounds, that oh. sounds like a mess. But. So that was my epic fail audition and then said, you know what? I wouldn't mind auditioning. I think it's a great process. Um, it teaches you a lot. Nah, you don't. Not if you don't have to. Uh, auditioning is. Yeah, if you don't have to do it, stressful. you don't want to do it's, it. No, you don't want to have to. Yeah, it ruins your if you're day. To the point, uh, yeah, I'm sure. If you're to the point in your career where you don't need to do it, definitely don't do it. By the way, I wanted to know from someone living in India, what was it like during Nick and Priyanka's wedding? Because it was crazy over here. Oh, it was? I was, I didn't get to go. I was working. And so I am Were not a boss. I am not, they call it here, they call it filmy, um, which is, which means like in the in crowd and like, I'm kind of like a little bit of a loner. Um, and that is not because I'm not invited. It's just because I was been busy and my whole justification for that was if I moved all the way from the U.S., then I better make the best of it and work every single day and make as much money as I can and put it away. And when it all ends, then I will go back to America. But what am I going to go back to if I didn't work and all I did was party? But was but I'm curious, was it like covered in the media like it was here? Because it was like... It was like another royal wedding over here in the U.S. Like everyone talking about it. I'm just curious. In India, was it a big deal? Yeah, it was definitely a big deal. There were two weddings going on um, at the same time with another really big couple, uh, A-list couple. So they were one had an event one day, another had an event another day, another and and it went on like this. And in India, the weddings are like a week long. Yeah, I heard Nick and Priyanka's is still going on. <laughs> <laughs> they literally had like 15 events. I was like, oh well, my God, you know, this is crazy. In the Indian culture, they're every, I don't know how often, but I'm going to assume that every few months there's another thing that needs to be done or another ceremony or another puja or, you know, the one year mark is a whole other affair and more pujas and more praying and more partying. And, you know, that's, that's normal. Wow. It might go. For another few more years, but that's great. They get to have fun and really enjoy getting married. I, I'm with you. Wow. I said mine was one day, and I had wow. no money. Oh, <laughs> well, you could you could start all over, do it, try it again. Just you guys can get remarried and start all the parties. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, so listen, you've done some reality it. TV shows. What was your experience like when you did shows like Big Boss and like Splits Villa? Like, were you were you happy the way you were portrayed on reality TV? Do you think people saw an accurate version of Sunny? Uh, during Big Boss, yes, it was great. It worked, um, it worked like miracles. Um, so that was really amazing. Uh, Splits Villa, I host with a co-host, so I'm not 
in the reality and creating the reality. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, because I get to watch these kids come in and literally transform because they're anywhere from 18 as the youngest to maybe 25, 27, 28. And, um, you really watch, um, these kids really grow. And here in India, 18 year olds are more like 16 year olds, you know? So it's a little delay in the maturity level because of, um, the culture, because they're, they grow up in joint families, they have maids, they have, um, house help and someone making their bed every single day and cooking them food and doing, you know, if they ask, wipe their ass for them. Um, so <laughs> their, their maturity levels of a lot of these things are very, very different. So watching that transformation happen without mommy, daddy and, um, house help and someone, my husband's trying to kill a mosquito in the background. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> got, you know what we got here? We got a bat. Oh, you're whacking those oh, mosquitoes. I, those. I like it. Those things are fun. It's a good, that's a good hobby. It's a good game. It's a good thing to do while you're quarantined, you know? Yeah. 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 We're killing tennis. cockroaches and, and finding mosquitoes. Do you, is your uh, goal eventually to move back to the U.S. and continue your career actually in the U.S.? Or would you want to stay in Bollywood and kind of keep doing your thing there? Um, I, we have a beautiful home in, in Sherman Oaks and it's absolutely go gorgeous. And I think that if the opportunity was there, something that made sense, then of course I'd want to come back. But at this moment, um, India is amazing. I mean, even though it's kind of a really crappy situation right now, but India is really such an amazing place to be if you hustle, if you work, if you have, you know, if you're professional um, and you just go for it and keep working. It's when you're on the ball here, you're on it. And it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. And I've been able to fulfill all my dreams here, like cosmetics, fragrances, production house, and, you know, so many different things that we're working on where I would never have been able to do it there. Yeah. So yeah. even though we have a great, beautiful home there, it just, unless I was going to um, have something similar as far as work goes or um, the opportunity, then it would, that would be the only way it would make sense. But this is my home. And do you get courted at all by... Hollywood or producers here in America that want you to come back? No, not really. No, I'm surprised. I'm really, honestly, I'm surprised. Like it just seems like a no-brainer. But yeah, if if the if the big fame is in India, I mean, the, the, what's the point of coming back? Then I get it. I get it. That's where the money's at. Yeah, um, and it's it's been it's been unbelievable. And I think maybe there might be a point at some. point you know, at some time something might come up, but I don't, I think that maybe that boat has sailed, um, as far as doing certain things. I, I do believe that when you work in entertainment, it really is about how much time you put in, what you're doing on a daily basis within that industry. And if you've not been a part of that industry at all, then where would I even start? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, so um, I think that if something came and it was a great role, even if it was small or big or one second, two seconds, I don't even, I wouldn't care. I would want to do it just for the experience. Um, and I think that it was, I think it would be amazing, but this is, this is where my life is. And this is where so many different things are that make complete sense. So I would think as a business standpoint, to bring someone who has, uh, especially with that Bollywood crowd you're saying, has such a strong fan base, and if you're able to bring someone who has such a strong fan base over to the States and make that transitional, just like Priyanka did, I think it's a no-brainer just for business-wise because you're just bringing already a set audience over there and expanding the audience. Yeah, it would be absolutely amazing. Um, but Priyanka comes with no baggage. <laughs> I come with some baggage. Oh, stop, it. stop with the bag. I feel that 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 has been ingrained in your head in India. I don't think that baggage is a but U.S. thing. But, so I've spoken to some people in the U.S. And the thing is, is that, you know, unless you have 
a really good backing with one of these agencies in like in Los Angeles, then it's extremely difficult. So again, where do you start? Do I go home to go shoot uh, an independent film that I wouldn't make any money on? Or do I stay here, work two days and make, then do I go home and do that? I would do it in one second. I've gotten so many different offers, but then for some reason in the US, the circle never completes. So we get offers and we're in it and all of a sudden I'm reading scripts and we're working on dialogue together or we're working on ideas for, you know, that story. And then somewhere along the lines, things don't work out or it takes so long for a producer or a director to get everything together there. I'm not, I, I'm not exactly sure how it works there. Here it's so easy. Funding is so easy. Um, you have to work for it, of course, but finding someone to invest in shooting a film here is a lot easier than the U.S. Wow. Wow. And it's, it's amazing. So if a formula works for a producer, whether they've made a film or not made a film, you can still have your film released in the movie theaters. So again, I don't know the full process of how it works in the U.S., but here it just seems it's a no it's a no brainer. It's like it's a formula and it just works. Do acting roles pay more in India than in here? Are they are they paying actors better there? I don't know what's what's normal there. You tell me what's normal. Ooh, I, I mean, are are the big stars there making you know, multi, multi millions. Cause now there's, I think the deals are different now. A lot of actors are taking back end deals where they get a piece of the success of films or roles. Whereas maybe in India, they're just getting a flat, you know, people used to start getting $20 million. Are they making that kind of money over there for roles? There's like maybe a handful, three or four, um, that make in that range. And then, um, and then it goes, keeps going down. Um, but in that range, there's only a hand, like three, four of yeah, them. I mean, that's, that's, that's here. That's your Tom Hanks, your Brad Pitt, your Reese Witherspoon, Julia Roberts, where they demand $20 million. That's not everyone, obviously, but your highest paid people. So yeah, I mean, the money clearly does sound like it's, it's there for sure. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, um, there's a lot. There's a lot here, which is why I'm living in India. <laughs> By the way, how is your cosmetics line, Starstruck? Is that like super successful over there? I, I, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's it's a big deal. So I'm just curious. Is it like the biggest cosmetic line over there? Or tell me more about it. I don't know about biggest, but it's something that I've worked very hard on. Um, for for me, like on a personal level, I wanted to create something that. I knew was good. So there's production um, manufacturers here that will manufacture anything in it. And some celebrities have created uh, cosmetics here. But when you get it, it there's dog shit. Um, so what I do is I approve every single formula um, and all the creatives of how this product is going to be released. And the formula has it has to work for me. And I test out everything um, that goes out to the public. So, you know, there are certain things that I've worked on for years that we were just going to release before this lockdown happened. Um, and there's a lot of things that I've worked, you know, really hard on creating this formula that if we're going to sell to this market something that has my name on it, I want it to be something good. Um, and something that people will use and like, not just some of this crazy stuff that is getting sold under somebody's name that is huge. Um, so that's important to me because as you might probably know, it's not just about that one purchase. I need them to come back. So and is it, that's kind of the business model that, that we would like to follow. Is it selling internationally? Yes, we sell internationally. We have um, large distributors in the UAE as well, um, which is a huge thing for us because there was a time a long time ago where we weren't even allowed there. So being able to be there, being invited to 
um, do a launch of the cosmetics there is like such an amazing feeling. And uh, we're, we ship everywhere in the world and we manufacture here. We're um, almost all, all of our products are vegetarian. So we use no animal products either, which is something nice about India. India doesn't allow animal products um, in cosmetics. So it's great. Amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Not much, not so much fun for you guys because you're like eh, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I listen. Uh, you, you should see what Dax does after I, 10 p.m. You know what he does. It's, now, he's a whole I different guy. Oh, you where I go as soon as I come home to Los Angeles. I'm gonna go to Hamburger Mary's one night and have fun and watch those girls dance and have a great time. <laughs> I'd like to go to um, El Capadre's. Ooh, nice. We talk about Mexican food. Um, I want to see. You know, like the biggest shocker when you land in the U.S. is what people are wearing. It is amazing because there's no there's no restrictions on what you should wear. There's no restrictions here, but people just don't dress like that, which is amazing. It's all, always a culture shock. So you don't think about that until you actually like land. I've never been to India. I have no idea what it's like. But yeah, it's got to be a pretty big change. Yeah, it's very big change. <laughs> Are you someone that comes to LA and immediately goes to like uh, In and Out or something? I don't even know. Do you eat meat? I don't know if you eat meat. I I don't I don't eat meat anymore. But um, I think In and Out has a uh, what is it? What is that fake meat called oh, there? The, uh, I always oh, forgot. Oh, the uh, the impossible. Uh, oh, imp impossible burger. Impossible. Not impossible. From. Oh, what is it called? I forget, but yes, uh, a lot of the a lot of the companies now fast food are starting with those like burgers. Like from Fat Burger. Yep. I want Fat Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you've been quarantined from America for a while. She's like, I just need something. I want to see cleavage. I want to see people. Yeah, I know. This cleavage doesn't exist here. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you get a lot of looks when you walk down the street, or do you dress pretty like conservatively when you go out? You know, I wa I walk up. I walk off the plane and sexuality's out the door. Um, it stays on the plane. Um, but here it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting, weird thing that happens in, you know, people look, which is fine. We all look, but here people stare in a very odd way that makes you feel very, very uncomfortable. So yeah. I'll, pretty covered up outside knowing that you're married do you still get hit up by people in dms like guys just because guys can be gross do guys still hit you up in your dms trying to like talk to you so on all, all of our social media accounts we have blockers set up and it's not my personal like it's not like most people out there who have a, a private you know, a social media account where they post things and they're the only one that looks at it. On my accounts, there's probably five or six people looking at it at all times, um, at going through things. And there's, you know, about 110 million followers between all of the accounts. Oh my God. So then um, all the DMs, I get a message saying someone has messaged you, you need to go check and see what it is. So I uh, you know. So just know there's to all blockers. those creepy guys out there that there's five people that are going to see it before you. Yeah, I know. So if you send me a naked <laughs> picture of yourself, it's not going it's, it's to work. And usually those pictures, they go to um, my husband. So, you know, his, in, his inbox is full of dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so great. So if you send the dick pics, Sonny. Her husband's gonna see it. She, it won't even make it to her. I just did this. Um, I just did this show where I did this comedy uh, stand-up, and it was the first time I did stand-up. And that's a it's a big section of my stand-up where I make fun of the fact that so many people send so many dick pics and naked pictures of themselves, but they're sending it to Daniel, and they know that they're sending it to Daniel. It's the craziest thing. They're like, "All right, let me get in my crazy position, take a picture of myself naked." And then send it to Daniel in hopes that he will forward that picture to Sunny. And Sunny's going to love it and look at it. And she's going to, I don't know, send me a message or tell me she likes the picture of him naked. It's just like, it's crazy. Wait, I want to ask Daniel. Daniel, are you there? How many dick pics do you get a day, buddy? 
I probably get like maybe it's pretty toned down now. I would say only like five a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you ever get one that you're like, oh, that's actually pretty impressive? <laughs> it used to be like dozens. And the weirdest part is the messages. They know that they're talking to me. And I don't know if that freaks me out or if I'm flattered. I'm like so confused by <laughs> So it's literally like, hey, Daniel, here's my D pick. Yeah. What do you think? Like we're like we're fucking buddies and it's like, you know, like we're friends and it's like, you know, check this out. I wanted to, you know, maybe let you give it a run through first before you pass it along. Like, it's very weird. Dan, if you approve, please forward it to your wife. Oh, my people God. Are, people are insane. People have like no censor. Like, that's so awkward. Yeah. So that's what happens with us here is that, you know, because of because of my past, people just go. All right, well, they're comfortable with yeah, anything. Yeah, they, they've seen everything, so, so it's totally cool. It's they'll, fine. they'll be fine with this. Yeah, yeah. it's all in the family. Get- or like marriage proposals. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you ever get any celebs dropping in? I mean, maybe not a dick pic, but do you get celebs dropping in your DMs that, to say hello? Some, sometimes. Not like like in, people from, from here or a couple people from the U.S. I don't really check it that often, but if somebody important comes on, they'll... Don't, somebody will tell me. Just so that our audience, who's the most famous person in America or U.S. celeb who's actually like come up to you and said they're a fan of your work, whether that be your previous career or your your current career? No, nobody. I don't know. No one. No one. Yeah, oh, come, come on. There's got to be someone like. I just met you. You have like. You, oh, uh, I mean, I've met like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, Kobe's- he did not send me a dick pic. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a long file. Yeah, people, yeah. I've met a lot of basketball players. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you know, people are still seeing, you know, your old work with with technology today. People still see your old work, and then you have the new fans coming out. They still see your your, you know, they still see your. They, some people, yeah. And Daniel, how many people hit on you on your social media? Do you get hit on a lot too? I think no, I get asked a lot of questions, same comfort level. I think because they have either seen us in videos or know that I'm married to her, that, you know, I don't know what you know of our past, of course. So, yeah. They we, know everything. Okay. So, like, you know, because we're, you know, I don't know, you know, so I don't know. Maybe you guys are into that shit. So, we, uh, because we were in some videos together, that they feel very comfortable talking to me. So, they'll just, you know, like to ask me questions. So, it's always interesting. But I don't think it's more of a, being hit on i think they're so uh intrigued with the fact that we would be comfortable talking about sex because like this society is so stifled even though there's a billion and a half people which is the and nobody's having hypocrisy sex. Of, no but one. yet no one will talk about having sex, <laughs> those kids just come out of nowhere guys <laughs> i was curious is there you know i i you're you're doing all these other things. You're you're hosting. You're you're doing TV shows. I thought it was interesting that your website was still up. Is that? Do you ever think like I don't want that up anymore? Or you go, no, that's another form of revenue. Why not keep it going? I thought that was really curious. Uh, well, we're not a part of it anymore. Oh, you're not. Uh, no. Oh, so it's no. owned by Gamma, the company that operates out of Canada. Yeah. Oh. oh so. Okay. Gotcha. Because here, um, one of the crazy situations we were talking about earlier was that, um, you know, they consider anything that you do, you would be promoting adult material. So one of the cases that got filed was the fact that they saw the site so open, even though we proved that we're not a part of it anymore, um, they still go after you, which is, it's crazy. And those are non-bailable offenses where you could go to jail and they'll take your passport. And it was very, very, very scary. Oh, wow. And then do you, and you have no control over your image or your name being used at this point with them? You can't shut them down? No, because the contract I signed with them a long time ago. You I know, mean, we outright yeah. sold it to them. There's yeah. no reason that, you know, listen, at the end of the day, like she says, and like I say, that's part of what our journey is. There's no reason to why say that we we don't want that up. I mean, look, it's part of what we are and who we no, are. I didn't know if just for your own I, I respect that a lot, though. Out there. No, listen, we're still in India because of what we've done in life yeah. and what she's done in life. And 
that we acknowledge and they acknowledge there is just like any other place in the world. There are people that are overly conservative and there are people that are maniacs and there are people that are normal. So you kind of get all ends of the spectrum. I love how honest you guys are. I love it. It's so refreshing. It's so it's so good. It's so just you humanize it. And it's just and I think that's what people kind of the people that send you dick pics. I think <laughs> it sounds weird, but I think they they enjoy the story. They admire your story. You know, they, they kind of feel like they sometimes and, you know, they feel like they kind of grown with you. You know, it's just part of life. And I think it's very cool. You have a good out. You have a good outlook on the, the your past, your your present and your future. I think it's really cool. Well, we won't keep you guys any longer since this is your uh, child-free time. Feel free to go relax, <laughs> enjoy it. I'm sorry we took up so much of your time, but you really have a fascinating story, and we appreciate you sharing it with us. So thank you for staying up late for us. We have to finish watching The Tiger King. Oh, it's so great. We just <laughs> we, we just had yeah, well, I just, we just had yeah. uh, his uh, ex ex-husband on the show john finley do you know who that is john the finley. guy that has like three teeth total in his mouth yeah yeah i was yeah. wondering why he didn't get his teeth fixed i'm only in episode four well, right they're now. fixed they're fixed now oh wow so okay. after after the show he went and he's got full he told us all about it that he has full dentures now he had to learn how to re-talk the whole thing and we have actually later coming in the later today is it today or tomorrow we're actually talking to i don't want to ruin the show for it but we have some of the other people from the show coming on on our podcast yeah so it's great you'll love it i got it in fact uh dax if we have a chance to go to oklahoma zoo i will drive during quarantine to go see this zoo i am so <laughs> curious in these features i i gotta see it and if you get when you guys are I done with it, that watch money Heist. i watched the first season that took care that took place in the spanish bank yep. right did you and like then, it uh, Yep. Did you like I it? I did. I, I, you know what? I thought it was just a one season thing. And then just a week ago, I was talking to someone and they were watching. And I said, Oh, wow, you're only watching that now. And they said, Dude, there's like four seasons. Yeah, and, go watch so it. I and I suggest <laughs> don't, watch, don't watch it dubbed over. Watch it in Spanish with subtitles. I know it sucks to read a show, but it's, it, it's so much no, better. That's all that's here in India. Yeah. yeah, yeah they, they don't do that other shit in India. It's always, you know. It's always subtitles. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Enjoy your evening. Thank you for your time. Sunny, people can find you on Instagram at Sunny Leon. Um, is there anywhere else they can find you? I'm guessing Facebook. It sounds like you got a... Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. It's all the same. Sunny Leone. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me a part of your show. It was so nice talking to you. I have not talked to Americans in a very, very long time. So thank you. I love your American accent. It makes me feel great. And note to self, neither of you send me any emails. <laughs> don't, don't. Dick pics coming your way, but don't be too excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry, thank you again. You awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. All right. Yeah. Good night. Bye, See you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Dude, that was great. I, I, uh, I always say, dude, after I, you know, I fucking love our podcast. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't even care if other people don't like it or whatever, but I love it. I feel like we have the, <laughs> the most interesting conversations with people. You know what it is? I, I, I don't know Bollywood. I in I think we're both very, very knowledgeable about Hollywood, how it works, the ins and outs, what's going on, trends. But when it comes to Bollywood, that's a whole different animal. And she's a big star over there. And she's a huge star. Like people, people in America, I don't, you know, it, she has 34 million followers on Instagram, like 34 million. That's how famous she is. Not only that, and you heard her say she's got over a hundred million when you start combining all the different platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And the most surreal part, she's at the point in her career, like she said, she doesn't have to audition for parts. Isn't that like the goal? Yeah. So. That's like the goal yeah. that you don't have to audition. When you become an actor, I feel like once you don't have to audition for parts and it's just you go for a meeting, I mean, that's incredible. And but Bollywood is like has this I don't want to say it's I don't want to say cult fan base because that sounds bad, but it's a very, very strong fan base. So those people, they ride with you. So she's able to transition that fame and that star and that that level of fame there over back over to here because she was a star here but an adult film star in the u.s goes to follow it becomes mm-hmm. uh a, on the main screen on tv and film now she's able to bring that thing back to the u.s 
you're going to talk about a really, not just a, an American celebrity, you're talking about an international celebrity, which, I mean, look at Priyanka Chopra. She's yeah, killing it. Like, and that's the thing. Like, her and Priyanka are actually friends. Like, I've seen tons of photos of them hanging out, so I was surprised that she couldn't make it to that wedding. But, wow. Like, this girl's so famous. And, hey, it's unbelievable. It really is. And I don't know why. Uh, you know, like, I get it. I get that she's had a past. But it. I honestly, as I'm talking to her, I'm thinking... She really is kind of like haunted a little bit by people judging her by her past when clearly it, it, the only reason she's where she is is because of her past. And But she also gets it. She's very well, well aware of it. And she doesn't hide from it. She doesn't dodge from it. And she's very open about it. You could talk to her about it. I mean, to be that kind of fame but also still be real about it, it's just – it's ref- like we said, like you said, it's refreshing. You know, it's just like, ah, oh, Thank you. Thank you for not performing. Thank you for just being real. Thank you for not hiding and like dancing around because I wish I wish people could see some of the like the emails we get from publicists that are like, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. And they put so many restrictions. We didn't get a single restriction with Sonny. And that's what I like. I like I like walking not into a, an interview and not feeling like, OK, if we touch this, are they going to hang up on us? I love that. That feeling is just so nice. Yeah, you're. T- it's and that's crazy because you know we've had a lot of celebrities on the the podcast uh and over we've been doing this for more than a year now you know um but she's one of the biggest stars we've had and there was not one restriction and but also it was just kind of refreshing it wasn't like we were diving deep into anything as far as it was more of like kind of laying it out there and letting her speak on it and again she doesn't hide from it and again for someone who does interviews i've done hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of interviews with some of the biggest stars in the world and to be able to talk in just a creative way where it's just not not like our backs against the wall just feels so good um but dude guys thank you for listening thank you for subscribing write a review like the show share with a friend reviews we want people to listen to five stars and write a review i want people to love this podcast as much as i love this podcast I do, but you can find me at, at Adam Glynn, A-D-A-M-G-L-Y-N. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. He's now on TikTok. <laughs> did, did you, I have zero followers. I just started. Do you know what my we'll name is? There. Because Dax, this was the first time that I couldn't actually get my own name on a, on a, a platform. Yeah. So I'm Daxmas What's Prime Rib. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Oh God! <laughs> you're such a TikToker, dude. You're such a TikToker. I was like, I couldn't get Dax. Couldn't get Dax Holt. Couldn't get Dax underscore Holt. I was like, couldn't get Dax. I'm like, I couldn't get anything. I was like, this is so dumb. I'm so late to the game. I can't get a damn good name on this thing. Nice. But guys, thank you for listening to the show. Like, subscribe, share with a friend, and we'll see you later. A part of the media production.